0: This is Get Unstuck Radio, Episode 12, Corporate etiquette Skills with Andrea Baker. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system automation and delegation, and also to get quality for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Everyone. So today I'm with um, my lovely Adrian Barker who is the founder and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Hi Adrienne, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm great, thank
1: you. It's nice to meet you and you look beautiful.
0: Oh, so do you. I mean you look fabulous today. And Thanks. yeah, so please tell other people who don't know who you are. So I grew up in
1: a family business in a small town in Connecticut. And growing up and working and getting involved in different groups, I think instinctively I knew what to do and what not to do, except that we were taken often in our industry, the vendors would take us out to dinner. So we would have suppliers who would take us to dinner. And I started realizing that maybe I wasn't as comfortable as I thought I was. And maybe Mm. I didn't know that I was doing the things that I should have. And I started to ask questions and I realized that actually around the table, a lot of people really didn't know. And it started first with, you know, the silverware and the glasses and the wine. And I just, my parents worked hard, so they never really taught me. I didn't go to charm school. (laughs) So, and then it got to a point where, you know, you start going to lunches and you're at different events. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really comfortable around the table. And then ordering, I was also, you know, stumped if everyone's ordering a salad, do I have to order the salad, not have the salad? And I realized, actually I was at a meeting one day and it was a man named Roger Haskell and he's an actor out of Canada and I was with the group Meeting Professionals International out of South Florida and he was speaking and he said, if you want to learn something, teach. Mm. And I thought that... Oh, my what? That's the answer. I would like to learn something new. I'm always craving for new information and new ways to grow myself. And I thought, corporate etiquette. And then I started to look, Where do I who teaches that? Where do I go? And I had met a few people that offered to train me. But as I was really digging down deep on where to get the education, I found the Protocol School of Washington. Mm-hmm. And the Protocol School of Washington is in Washington, DC. And she's very limited in how many that she actually graduates. I think she has four classes a year at about 20 to 22. Oh, and it's about a week-long program, so you're really working closely with amazing leaders from around the world. And I thought, this is it, this is it. I'm going to spend my money and I'm going to be trained by Pamela Iring and her team over at the Protocol School of Washington. And when I got there, it was as great as I thought it would be. It was everything. And it allowed me to realize that I'm not the only one that needs corporate training and how how protocol works that many of us do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I believe so. Right now, we're living in online world, right? And people quite like having this argument between old school corporate life and entrepreneur online online entrepreneur lifestyle for me personally it's not different what about what you think I love that that is really fantastic
1: well you're right I mean you still have to have when you're the difference probably for some people is that they can hide behind the computer And we have what's called trolls, right? People that are not very kind. They don't say nice things. They constantly body shame and hurtful. And I wonder to myself what they are like in real life. But on the other hand, what I'm seeing nowadays, I live in uh, beautiful Daytona Beach, Florida, is that what a lot of uh, employers are complaining about is that the employees that are coming to them are trained, they're highly skilled in whatever that field is, but they are lacking etiquette. They're lacking emotional intelligence, Mm. the understanding of time. You can't be late to work. You can't have your phone. I actually, you see it all the time. We are, you know, the phone is right here and you're trying to have a conversation and just understanding how to be tactful and doing things to make other people feel comfortable because etiquette's really, that's what it's about is if you're, if you're being likable and you're respecting people and we're doing all the things we learned in kindergarten, then really you're making other people feel good and you're going to be successful. But so many people don't think outside of that box. And and really we have a problem right now with, you know, the the next generation and even some of the older generation, the uh, millennials or the Gen X, they also need some training too. They're having a hard time. I've, <laughs> I go to a lot of networking luncheons, and there's some simple things at the table that you could tell that they are totally lacking. And so, it, actually, I see a lot of the elbows on the table, things that our parents should have taught us. So I see myself in the future really holding a lot more classes on emotional intelligence.
0: Yeah, so this is something that I came across a lot with my clients. Um, they have been working as a solopreneur for a long time. But then once they are able to um start delegate their tasks and they want to hire some team coming in, they found that they don't know how to train them to understand the culture and the manner that the owner of the company expected.
1: You nailed it. That's exactly 100% correct. So there is a lot of work to be done. And it's, it's fun to teach this This It's not a difficult, you know, way to teach is just letting someone know that they are not correct. You know, the number one thing that's crazy to me is that people don't stand when someone approaches them you know if you were coming to me and and you were walking towards me to say hello i'd pop up i stand up like a jack-in-the-box because i want to greet you i want to show you the respect but i've noticed a lot that people will just sit there and they'll hold their hand up and hand shaking. oh my today actually at that meeting a lot of people didn't hold shake hands correctly right here is where you're going to go right in and you're going to meet and you're going to go twice you're not going to hold the hand or hold the elbow or push them in or give them a kiss. But now we've got a whole problem with shaking hands because of the um, coronavirus. Mm.
0: See, I just touched my face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we touch more than our face. You know what people, our phones, the pens that we write with all of that and goes onto our face and then shaking hands and, so, how what is etiquette like when you're when you don't shake hands? And truthfully, what that looks like is first of all, you have to respect that a lot of companies have dictated to their employees to stop shaking hands. That has come down, and if your company has said stop shaking hands, I listen. I, you know, I I follow the rules. If you tell me not to do something, I'm not going to do it. That's just how it is and i really honestly always have kind of had that personality of course when you're younger you may not work at all you know so much but you know i follow the rules i follow the signage so first of all at the meeting today a few people are holding out their hands and i said okay well if they're holding out their hand obviously they could have a handshake but if it was a second where we're meeting i say hello how are you and, and you say hello i may say normally i would be shaking hands but you know are you allowed to shake hands are you comfortable shaking hands And they'll say, you know what, no, thank you. I did a workshop yesterday on marketing and a man said to me, I'm really glad you asked, I'm really not allowed to shake hands. That's no problem at all. What's worse is shaking someone's hand and then immediately going, oh, I I gotta gotta wash it right here. (laughs) Right now, it's acceptable to use the elbow, it's acceptable to knuckle, and it's acceptable to be focused and say hello with a nice smile and move on because, Yes, the handshake is powerful, but it has the opposite effect during times like this where people are so concerned about their health.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is always overwhelming when it comes to protocol and the culture of the company that what exactly do you want um, your employees or like your contractor to behave under you, even though they work with you, but how would you like them to work with you if you couldn't explain that? I mean, the environment of the workplace is very chaotic. Do you agree with me? I do, I do. (laughs) Because I I feel like each person has their own personality. Of course, they got hired because of their skill and their capability and likely to see that we are a good fit. But you wouldn't know until you start working with them and both sides have to be adjusted. But once we have this paper written as a rule, things will get a lot easier, but no one takes time to do that hard work. So how I you solve so. that problem? I really want to know because I face this problem like every day.
1: <laughs> I, I completely understand. And that's why I think training and education, you have to let someone know that certain behaviors are unacceptable. So we'll take the phone whoops, you're talking to someone on the, and they're, they're, you're having a conversation and they're on their phone. It's okay to ask, are, are you taking notes on your phone? No, I'm, I'm looking at my Facebook page. They may not realize because they're at home, maybe with their parents at the dinner table, it's okay to use the phone. So first of all, if you are ever taking notes by using your phone and you're in a meeting and you just, you're taking, which is fine, there's plenty of phones that allow you to do it. I would let everyone know. So it would look like this. I don't want anyone to be upset. I am using my phone for notes. But if it bothers you, I will use a pen and paper. So let them know because it is, it's hard. It's very difficult to talk to someone who's not looking you in the eye or being focused when you're around the table. By the way, just being focused is a skill. Mm. Because, you know, I, I know I could sit. I could sit for eight hours and be focused. What I do, one of my tips that I do is I sit in the front of the class. So I am in a leadership program and they they seat us, but I wish I could be every day, I'd be the one in the front of the class because that allows me to have less distractions around me. Mm -hmm. The farther back you get, people are starting to look at their phones. And the distractions. So you know, you 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 take yourself to a place where you can actually just be focused and concentrate and listen and enjoy what's happening in the present. Right? Everyone talks about the present. That's that is so important. The only problem I've been having is that I've been going to early morning meetings, and my daughter gets to school, and if, if something happens, so you know, it's difficult for me because I teach etiquette. But there's often times where I'm concerned that I may not. If something happens to my daughter, someone can't get in touch with me. And I'm not even sure myself how to balance that because I, you know, I can't tell 40 people, oh, I, I'll i be looking at my phone until 920. And I know my daughter got to school safe. That's, that's awkward too. So, but, but I tell her that, you know, I will definitely be checking the phone if there's any issues, but I want to, I have to be the role model too.
0: hmm So, In that sense, it's also somehow you have to position yourself as a leader in the organization, right? Right, exactly. And of course, the follower will follow how the leader does. So whatever the leader, the founder, or the owner of the company do, they can do it. That's what like in my mind.
1: Oh, so, and that would be great if your, if your owner was actually had a lot of etiquette and actually was doing things correctly, that absolutely would be, sorry, my, my phone just, I'm, as we're talking, my phone just went off. I, I just turned it off. Oh.
0: The loan model you, of the, the owner.
1: You have to, oh, I just, it's such a, it's not so easy because that oftentimes, the problem is the owner is, is doing things that are inappropriate, that are not comfortable. You can have an owner of the business that um, is all about themselves. So the important thing is, as a person, is that there are, you have to know. You have to know what is right and wrong. You have to, and certain ages in, in life, at certain ages you can feel like you could stand up to, to something that is not correct. And there's times when you really can't stand up and those are decisions that have to be made but i think what the owners want is to hire someone and they understand how to communicate i cannot believe i grew up with a i'll just say it right now. i grew up with a brother that that to me is one of the worst communicators that i've ever met and it, it all it caused a lot of issues because he thought that he was the best communicator Mm. or he talks to me, I I have emails where he said, communication doesn't matter. It's nothing. And I would struggle to try to tell him it's one of the most important skills. And I was consistently like, no, that's not true. And if I showed an article, I'd be like, don't read, don't believe everything you read. But I know and the world knows that communication can make or break a company. It has to be clean. You have to stay on top of it. You have to know what you're doing, and you have to communicate. Good leaders will communicate what they need from their employees. Good leaders will be the role model because they understand what that means. Good leaders will have empathy because they care about their employees, and they want their employees to grow, and good leaders will share really Best practices and great education, and I'm excited that I'm going to be giving away a free workshop because I, you know, I bought at one point. I have um, these are not from the Protocol School of Washington. These are workshops that I had purchased four years ago, and mm-hmm. they're great. Things haven't changed. How to communicate hasn't changed. How to how to respect someone else's time that hasn't changed. How to customer good customer service skills hasn't changed. Now, maybe a little twist here and there that with the, you know, times makes sense. I I may not have in there about Uber or, you know, DriveShare, but it's the same thing. Respect the people that serve you. But I want to tell you, my parents, one of the things that they did do right is when they hired someone, or before they hired someone, but when they were interviewing, they would take you out to eat. Oh, And it would be a long dinner. But a lot of the reason why they took you out to eat is they wanted to see how you treated the staff at the restaurant. Mm. You know, did you say thank you? And did you did you order everything up? And did you order three drinks? I mean, there was a lot that they were able to learn besides also having someone feel comfortable and in a setting where you're filling your belly up and you're full, they would get to know the person more. But they were always looking to make sure that people treated other people correctly. My parents have always loved everyone in the service industry. I mean, they, most of their friends they've developed because someone is working in a service industry, and my mom and dad had so much respect for that. So smart, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see how it goes. So as an Asian background like me, if my parents bring someone or like hire someone to, to have a dinner, they would see how they eat, how they eat, like the way they chew or something. That's, that's like a big deal for us, like no noise. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, what part, of, what part of Asia? I'm from Thailand. Have you been oh, there? Dear.
1: No, but my son has, and it's on my my to do list. Oh, I want to know.
0: Let, let me you know, know when you go there. You have Thai friend now.
1: Thank you. I love that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, this is amazing. Cause like when you teach, this is another thing that people will think that hey, this is the standard. You cannot put the standard to me. Because it's not who I am, the owner, quote. And how is the objection like that um, affect your work?
1: That's interesting. So the standard is what you're saying and, and making sure that someone is in the standard. From what I'm hearing, I don't know, for, I work for myself and I have worked with other companies. I'll tell you one of the craziest things I have seen in a company that was not standard and I heard this the other day too, I witnessed this, an employee in a nonprofit that I worked with said to everyone, I will do your flyers for you. I will create artwork and publisher. I'm not gonna show you because if I show you, then you could take my, my role. Ooh. So this person felt, if I show everyone what, what I'm doing, then, you, then, then my, my career, my path could be threatened. Now who thinks like that? Someone probably that would maybe learn something and takes, I, I was blown away. And then I, I put, you know, I haven't been in the company for two years, but then you fast forward to the other day and someone said the same thing. This is the problem. And right now in the United States, we have a couple things going on. We have a lot of students looking to go to college, but not looking at vocational So even Mm. if you go and you're looking, you know, we need plumbers, we need nurses, we need electricians, we need truck drivers, we need all of those fields. And so we're working hard to make sure that we now tell a student, it's okay, you don't have to go to college. If your career path is being a plumber, there's a lot of money. And then I'm right behind him saying, but you still have to know how to service your clients. You still have to have etiquette. You still have to know how to sell yourself. The, the best program I have, and this program I can't give away, and it, honestly, it's a, it's a full-day program, or possibly a half-day or two half-days, is the outclass the competition. Because at the end of the day, the only competition you have against yourself is, is someone else. And so if you are the last person to be on an interview, I said that wrong, you got two people going on an interview, and you're on the interview, how do you make sure that you have outclassed that competition? because you don't know what that owner or the person hiring you is looking for. And it may just be how you treat someone at the restaurant, how you treat the secretary that walks in or the assistant. How did you greet them at the door? How did you greet the receptionist? I have seen people going in for a job and and, and being and going up the elevator with the owner and not having, not even saying hello. Yeah,
0: I, I know what you mean.
1: How about this story? Someone driving erratically, okay actually ends up doing a hand gesture to the owner of the company not realizing who was in the other car gets out of the gets out of their car and actually walks up the stairs with the owner of the company that they just gave a gesture to that was not nice and then waits goes into the meeting and realizes that's the person that had the final say in the interview
0: wow so, i mean I understand because I trying to live my life the way that I would treat others like I want to be treated <laughs> like that's my bottom bottom line in my head like this is how my parents taught me because um, I have never worked in a restaurant before as a waitress I before that like ways ago and my mom taught me that you shouldn't like do like this thinking about one day in case you have to work as they choose how they can feel. So, I got a chance last year. I got to try. And of course, I'm not good at it. And <laughs> I understand now how, like, um, thinking that way would benefit not only me, but also for others in that sense. How can we live together easily and less dispute? I love that. I love that. It, when you think
1: about it, Walt Disney World created their, their staff. They're called cast members. They're cast members. Why? Because every time they step out to go to the minute they open those doors and enter that workplace, they're, there, they're on stage. Everyone is to see them. They need to be the best. They're part of the cast. So they can't be tired and they have to smile. Now, I think that Walt Disney has the same troubles that a lot of companies have. They're hiring and they go through the, you know, how to act nice and how, you know, everything we learned in kindergarten, which which you just said, treat others how you want to be treated. But we see it, right? When someone, you go to a restaurant and the person is tired or just got bad news or just, you know, um, has too much going on that a lot of mistakes are made or they they're mad at the chef because the chef just yelled them because they got an order wrong. And now we walk in and we get treated, not the best service that that, those things are tough. And I think for employers, they have to realize that too. They have to, they have to make sure that they motivate their employees so that when the doors open and their employee stands, wherever it is in their company, that they're on stage. And that's how you have to look at it. And if you can't be on stage because we're human and something bad is going on, then the employer has to pull them off stage Have someone else go back on stage and help the employer work through whatever issues are going on. Because it's sad that there's so many poor reviews out there and people are getting bad reviews because, you know, often it's not their fault. It's the conditions of everything around them. And they're unable to, they haven't been trained to handle it correctly.
0: Yeah. And- this thing would be something like um, how you demonstrate in the training on the very first day. But I believe that. (laughs) Oh God bless you. Thank you. I believe that um, there are still many employers. They didn't think that way. Like they don't know how they want someone to work with them because they have been working with themselves for the whole life. And they consider that they also the owner of the company. They can do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, until one day that um, they cannot handle the feedback from the real customer outside, that things has to change. How really the emotional at that time and the transformation, like any pressure, how much that could be To change that kind of person to understand how to implement the standard within the company in terms of etiquette.
1: Okay, so right now we have five generations in the workplace. Oh, five. Five. Okay, tell me. My father was a traditionalist, so he was he worked till the day he passed at ninety years old. But I remember a few years ago, so he had to be about eighty-five. He called me, and he said, Adrian. Is it normal for an employee to want to take their birthday off? I said, Dad. They, I said, How old? He said, Thirty-six. I said, Wait a second. They only want to take their birthday off? He said, Yes. And I said, Dad, that's a good thing because usually they want to take the whole month off. <laughs> so you'll get away with it. And then I said, You know, give the birthday off, and and you'll get a lot more in return. But it made me realize that. The, you know, and my my father was tough on the employees too because he was a traditionalist. So if you look at employers, and it has to go by age. I'm 57. We're you know this is the age and the life that I'm in right now. Um, you know, my parents didn't have the best of the filters, but when you are older, you you're going to see things differently, and you're not going to understand this generation that says to you, I I I I got here at 10 o'clock. Why did I have to get here at 9:30? Well, we had you on at nine thirty. We wanted to teach you this new way to wash the dishes. Yeah, but you're not paying me till ten, or I'm not on the list for ten. Like they will actually argue with you. I came here to, I came here to Daytona Beach to open my family's fifth art gallery. What was the hardest thing about the art gallery? The employees and hiring. It was it was so difficult because they didn't really understand my father, who was really running it, what he wanted. And, you know, he wanted everyone to stand out and hand a flyer out and to, you know, say hello. And it was, it, you know, and the younger generation was like, well, why do I have to do that? Let me just sit behind and I'll go on the computer or, or I could watch them. They were listening to music. I said, no, we really, we want to play Disney music. Oh, yeah, I'm tired of the Disney music. I want to do something else. Or open the doors, a, a store with doors open, that are open are more inviting. And then you look and they didn't open the doors or what I see a lot is people will go to work and they don't, they don't switch the sign from closed to open. Mm. So an employer has a difficult time because they've got to watch everything. And you can have a great employee that is absolutely again, trained the best of the best, but yet, I guess if they're an accountant and they're working behind the scenes, maybe it's not that, that big of a deal. On the other hand, Who are our customers? Because our customers are not only the people that we're working for and helping, they also are our other employees. And you have to treat all your coworkers and employees as if they were a customer. You can't change your standard. Like, okay, I'm inside the office. Oh, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, we want you to be nice. No, you have to be nice to everyone. It has to become a habit. Because somehow, everything we learned in kindergarten we forgot
0: yeah that's very true it's exactly I am a strong believer that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything like this is this is the thing that I believe and I fight with myself every single day of my laziness (laughs) you know because I want to get stuff done and I know I'm lazy and I want to procrastinate but I can't because I have to push further and that that's, is something to build as a habit, as you mentioned as well. I totally agree, like 100%. Yeah, how can you treat customer good or like great, like 100% or like 10 out of 10 reviews if you not treat your employees like that, right?
1: Exactly. I, I wow. actually have to brag that I get five-star service wherever I go out in a restaurant there's a reason why i get five star service. when i go to a restaurant i sit down first of all i'm always pleasant. even when i was forgotten there was a restaurant i went with my daughter 30 minutes went by they forgot about me so i called the front the you know the restaurant <laughs> and i asked if they could serve me in the back and i told them where i was <laughs> and they laughed and i made a joke out of it because you know at the end of the day it's not the end of the world. yeah. <laughs> i know yeah. I, right right yeah. Anyway, so what I do is I walk into a restaurant and I usually will immediately go on the Facebook page and I'll post something, you know, how comfortable it is or the lighting or the seating. And then when the server comes to me, I make sure I get their name. If they say, hi, I'm Julie. Julie. You know, from blah, 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 I'll say, Julie, can you, you know, well, we know how to spell Julie, but maybe there's another way to spell it. Or maybe it's Julia. I have them, you know, I ask, you know, can, can you spell that for me? Because then I'll have a remember, you know, like an idea. And then sometimes I'll just say, you know what? I have my phone here. I'm going to give you a really great review. I'm really excited to try the food. The, the truth of the matter is a lot of people give a negative review in a restaurant because they don't like the food because it, they don't like the food anywhere. It's like their taste buds. I don't like pickles. Do I think if I walk into a restaurant and I order a pickles that I'm going to really love it? No. Mm-hmm. And so people, I, will, I want to try everything. That's nice that you want to try everything, but don't make life harder for the server because you're taking it back because it's not, you know, you don't like it. So I always say, you have to remember that because people get that way. They go to a restaurant and they think, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to try it. And then it's like, oh yeah, I remember now why I didn't like it. But who's at fault? We need, you know, I wrote an article about this, the humanity in tipping. Mm. And I also wrote an article about bad reviews are very harmful for a business. I, have, I, I did some research about two years ago on exactly that subject and what reviews look like. And what I found is that some of the reviews could really harm a restaurant and had nothing to do with the restaurant. Someone could have a beautiful meal, delicious food. The atmosphere is amazing. They walk outside and maybe someone who... Uh, you know, is transitional housing, someone who doesn't have a place to live, approaches them, and all of a sudden, it's like the worst restaurant in the world, and they can't stand it, and because, you know, a homeless person approached them. Like, I've seen that often. I also think that restaurants should acknowledge right away a bad review or a good review right online, Often I will, I know, we all should know that servers will often get something special. Maybe they get a day off. Maybe they'll get, you know, they, they get points for every review. So sometimes I'll ask, you know, I want to give you a great review. Is it, I give them an opening. They may say, you know, not Facebook, but if you could put it on Yelp, that would be amazing, or TripAdvisor, or Google. So you know, I, I actually have that conversation because it's important to them and it's important to me. And we want to really, everyone should really be, if you get great service, you should really let the people know. And if you don't get great service, settle it before you walk out of the restaurant or the store. And, and don't write a bad review until you, unless it's at the end of the day and you really can't. Now I'm talking small business, if it's corporate and you're having a problem with a very large cell phone company, sometimes that's the only way to get through, unfortunately, right? We see that all the time, airline companies, but your local small businesses, they, they need your support. This is a very scary issue right now with the um, coronavirus and not just because we're getting sick, but we're gonna have a problem with all of the conferences being cl- um, closed, all the restaurants, month where he was holed up in a hotel we now is a time to really be you know extra uh, understanding of what a small business is going through
0: yeah I mean I understand it's quite a crisis right now right and it's been ongoing since January isn't it it's been exactly. almost three months and yeah things have to move forward if not it's gonna move backward instead
1: beautifully said that's beautiful
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So. Exactly. And who's hurting? A lot of the people hurting are in the service industry. And that's, you know, but I do think the service industry, being a server, you know, working in a store, being a clerk in and in whatever in a retail store, it does teach you. I mean, you could take, if you have a good manager and a good leader, that will carry you through. So everyone should really try to have their first job. I had my first job in an ice cream store. And then I worked for a donut store. And then I worked for Wendy's. I realized, oh my gosh, I like food. I'm like gaining weight because I love it so much. So I had to get out of that whole <laughs> food yeah. industry. But I, I learned a lot. It's so important for us.
0: Yeah, I I just got the chance, no, not a chance, but chances to work in the retail once I stay here in the UK. Before that, I have never had any chance to work in that area at all. I was working with international organization. And of course, I don't know how it works, working in a retail. Once I become a student, so right now I'm studying my master's degree and I got to work in a retail store. I can say, I think Clark's and Clark has a, an amazing training, easy step to follow and treat everyone like a family. The manager is very kind and I can see that each branches, because I work with few branches, they have the same standard. It reminds me for Starbucks. So this whole big brand they really put hard work to make this um or like what we're gonna call uh, organizational culture and so on to be very strong that within the employee feel, customer also feel and we treat them like king or queen every time they receive us right and that's amazing and if no one knows how much small branch of class sales each day you would be amazing how much they make only one branch because of the way they service like they have the culture yeah I mean they have been thinking already but and this brand has been like more than 100 years I'm amazed I'm amazed like I'm amazed the way they train me and I feel very honored and this is such an opportunity if I didn't want to try the new way of working because I just bored and I just want to do something and why not right and I get paid of course even though it's a small amount of money but I get new experience I am willing to do that and it's not a big problem at all I can tell other people that I have done it right so I mean it's amazing and I can compare you wouldn't know the difference until you change your environment or like change the way you work that's also another thing that i learned um, and since i also building the system and this operation plan for other company this day i want to tell them that who are your idols like tell me because if you don't know what exactly what you want just tell me who like how you would like this to be like so i can help you forming it if you still don't know that it would be hard it would be really hard, yeah. Now
1: Clark's is a shoe company, right? Yes, yes. Clark's Shoes, and they're all corporate stores, and the corporate owned, when I opened up the uh, the gallery for my parents here in Daytona Beach, the, there was like Crocs and some other stores there, and I, I would go in and I would ask those questions. I'm, I'm, I love learning about the processes and their training processes. I do think, unfortunately, what happens with some franchises, is that you could have a great franchise and you could have a great, fran- um, like you know the, the the corporate store that's not a franchise corporate store but owned by the by the franchise. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's tougher when you have when you have a franchise that's owned by someone who maybe is not putting all their energy into it. Maybe it's you know the the employer is is you know they're in and out or maybe they put in a place a manager who really hasn't been trained or it's a family member and. You know, so I see that, too, where it, everything can fall. And it's so easy to see. I actually offer, and, uh, but I haven't been pushing it. But what I'd like to do is just do quick rallies because, really, you know, if you take your employees in the morning, let me come in and let me just go over what, what customer service means because we all need reminders, you know, So and then kind of get them energy because a lot of it is the energy. When you don't have energy, you're grumpy and you're tired and you're talking about being tired. Some of the worst customer service that I have seen are in the grocery store. You know, when they're talking to the person that's bagging the groceries or the person behind, and they're actually talking about the store and the employer and they're usually high school kids and I'm like, whoa, they haven't been trained. Or then sometimes you you load your merchandise on the cart and you hear, did you find everything you needed today? How was your experience today? And you're like, wow, right? Oh, thank you for asking. Or actually I didn't. Would I have time to find this particular jelly? And they give you the, the idea. So we can't stop the training. And I'd like to offer myself to Daytona Beach and I'm here to be able to do the training. Yeah, I teach. <laughs> I But in business, we have to be concerned about customer service. And we have to know we have the different generations. And it's very hard sometimes to have someone who's a little older now, this doesn't bother me because I respect all ages. If you told me what to do, I would listen to you. I have respect for you. But some people, you know, you have someone in the 30s trying to manage someone in their 50s and that becomes tough, right? Because all of a sudden they immediately want to say, well, I don't want to listen to you. Who do you think you are? So I I would tell you, you can I share a story with you? Yes, please. So I had the gallery. And I loved it. We were getting ready to have a big event. And I had a woman that was working for me. And at the time, I had a young man about 35, very smart. She was my age of 57, he was 35. We were preparing for an event. I had artists that had come in that were my friends from when I lived in Tucson, Arizona. And she wasn't treating them nicely and she was acting very unprofessionally. And I realized it, but there was no place for me to say anything you know, the old, uh, hey, let me see you in the back, you know, or I need to talk to you right now. That's awkward. Everyone knows why you're taking the person in the back. The young man said, you, my legs are a little tired. I've been going up and down the step stool all day, hanging artwork. I'm going to be going home. And I said, oh, that's great. Thank you so much for a great day. And she said, oh, my God, look at you. I, I, I'm 57. I'm 20 years older than you. And I could go up and down and I never get tired. And he didn't say anything to her, he smiled and he left. And it bothered me all night long. All night long, I couldn't sleep. I thought, if she says that to him, she'll say that to anyone. At the time I had gotten into an accident, I was rear-ended by a car, so my back was really in pain. And I thought, well, what if she says that to me? So I called her and I said, you know, we really, in order to improve our morale, we have to treat each other nicely. And you know, I I didn't say I didn't talk about this to the young man. I didn't tell him that I was upset or I didn't tell him that I had a conversation with her, but I, you know, that I was having a conversation. But I said, you know, I didn't like what you were saying. I just want to remind you that we really don't have a place for that in our business. We should never make someone feel bad if they're tired or if their knees are bothering them. We just that is something that we don't do. And she quit. Ooh. Within an hour she quit. She quit. But the funny thing is. I was glad that she quit because she was unable to take something that was a good lesson to learn because she could have said, you know what, you're right. I'm so sorry. I didn't think about it that way. So she had been with me for six months and I, I, you know, I said, you can't, you know, if you can't come in and be nice then don't come in at all. And so she said, okay, but I'm not going to come in. But that is, that is, we have to treat people nice. What happened with that one, which is interesting, and why the story is so interesting, is that the young man didn't even know. He maybe heard it. It didn't bother him. But it made me feel really awkward. So, when, so this was harassment. Because yeah. you know, what is the definition of sexual harassment? If someone is being sexually harassed and you're watching it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. All right. And the minute you know that you're saying to yourself, this is very uncomfortable. I'm not liking the fact that I'm having to listen to this or I'm having to see this or whatever it is that's going on, the inappropriate behavior, you have to speak up. That has become harassment. So I felt what she was doing was really harassment because I felt so uncomfortable. And later when I apologized to the friends that were the artists, you know, they agreed with me and said that they also, felt incredibly uncomfortable and sad for the young man. Like it was just not, not nice behavior. So we all make mistakes. You know, that's why the words to say you're sorry and to really be caring makes sense. You really, if, you, if you've if done something wrong, it's okay to say you're sorry and that you've learned the lesson. And I'm the first to say they're sorry. I, I have worked with people in my life that will never say they're sorry. No matter what they've done, no matter how even nasty, mean emails that they've written, all the things that they could do they won't say they're sorry see that's what we're talking about it's okay to say we're sorry life happens I was just interviewed and right out the gate I made a mistake right out the gate and he said would you like to rewind it would you like us to redo it I said absolutely not I I have had egg on my face I have made mistakes and I'm proud of it why some other people wouldn't I don't know but I myself, I'm happy to make mistakes. I try not to make excuses, though. That's the one thing. If I'm late, I'm late. I don't need to give someone a million excuses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand. But I I know what you mean. Sometimes I'm just too straightforward on that, and people not understand me as well. But I'm just very honored, like, sometimes that I'm late or, like, I do something, mistake, I say, it's my responsibility. (laughs) I just, like... There is no other excuse. It's my bad. So I just take that responsibility. And yeah, I just want them to feel better. But they instead feeling like, oh, why you say that?
1: <laughs> it's so hard because we have all these personalities working in the store. And if, if you're someone that feels like you've never made a mistake, that's not comfortable either. And that is why managers and leaders have to really be trained, and then to be a leader or a manager, you really should consistently remind yourself. Why is there so, why everywhere you turn, it says wash your hands because of the virus, right? Wash your hands, it's it's jokes now too, it's all kinds of things, but honestly, we all need reminders. And and that is so important. So if you are a manager and you are a leader, you really should read and make sure that you're the best because you are an important role in making sure that whoever is working with you is getting the best of you. And the only way to get the best of you is making sure that you put the best of you. You invest it in yourself.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's lovely. that was beautiful. I'm not like a fan of that. Take a (laughs) quote on that. That's your quote right there. (laughs) Anyway, how can people reach out to you in case they want to work with you, Andrea? Thank you so much. So
1: Professional Global Etiquette, and I know it's long, but the nice thing about Professional Global Etiquette, if you type them in separately, I will come up. But my website is Professional Global Etiquette, and I can be reached at 386 631 Four five seven seven. And the nice thing is I can train one-on-one by using Zoom or any Skype or Messenger, however, someone likes to learn. I think that we all should be open to the many different ways that people learn or our students learn. And my email is Adrian at Professional Global Etiquette, but it's all very clear on the web so that people have access to me at any time.
0: You are the best. So thank you so much for today and all the best to you.
1: Keep in touch. I learned a lot from you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my five-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.com. Extraordinarily by Mutita.com forward slash freedom speak then